Welcome, welcome, Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. This is Michael Manns, your host. Honored to be with you here today. Honored to be with you whenever you listen. So, appreciate it. This podcast is all about getting better, growing in every facet. So, let's get into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Ubiquitous Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Manns. This is going to be a special episode today. Really, it's just about a number. You know, because we're hitting number 37 on the podcast. This is episode 37, so it's going to be a very long episode, but packed full of content that I think will be good. Um, And first off, I just want to start off by saying thank you guys, if you're still listening to the podcast, and uh, I appreciate it. This journey has been great, but you know... I made a a Kobe episode a couple episodes ago, and one thing that stuck with me is kind of one of his quotes that I wanted to get into, you know, and I'm still sad about Kobe. Um, It's just unfortunate, and I just, yeah, I just don't understand, like, why somebody had to leave like that soon but you know it's just it is what it is and we can't control life and I wish he would have had more time but you know there's a lot of work by Kobe that's left over that we can explore and dive into and grow from Um, but the quote that I wanted to share with you guys is the following Those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. That's the dream. Wow. I feel this on so many levels, man. Like, There's so many times where we just want to quit, we want to stop, but we keep going. That's the dream, man. The process of everything, like going through all these hurdles, all these challenges is really the dream. Like that's what it is. The hard work, what you put in, man, like it's amazing. It's incredible. So I wanted to lead off with this episode with that quote, because I'm in the dream right now. Me doing this podcast, me taking my time and putting it into this this podcast that I really had no idea when I started what I was doing and I still like don't really know what I'm doing but I'm having a good time doing it and I feel like I'm getting better and you know that's part of the dream man that's part of why I got into this you know so I just want to leave that with you as we're still mourning the loss of Kobe Bryant and his family and all the other people who perished in that crash But this is episode 37, and the number 37 is very special to me. That's the number that I wore in college when I played football with the Oregon Ducks from 2012 to 2016. And, you know, I didn't necessarily pick that number. I did pick it, but for reasons. Like, it wasn't my first choice, okay? In high school, I was number three, and I really liked the number three. It was a single digit. If you ever played sports, you always wanted to get the single digit numbers. Why? I think they were just more popular. Um, Yeah, they were more 
they were more wanted and I wanted number three, but obviously going to Oregon, I was not a highly touted recruit or anything. I wasn't going to get a single digit number. Heck no. Okay. But the number three was important to me and I always liked the number seven. Okay. And you can come at me if you want. I liked the number seven because of Michael Vick. Um, that's what made me an Atlanta Falcons fan too, growing up watching him. So I liked both the numbers three and seven. Now, when it came time for me to pick a number at college, obviously there wasn't a whole lot available. 37 was available. I decided, hey, I'm going to combine the two numbers that I like and I'll run, I'll run with that. So I chose 37. And honestly, like I couldn't have been happier. 37 was, it just became my identity. And I really built this podcast off of that too. Like the three topics in seven minutes was originally supposed to be what it was, but I figured out that I like to talk a little more than seven minutes. So, you know, I've taken those numbers and I've like created stuff out of it. Like, isn't that crazy? Isn't that insane? It is to me at least. But anyways, like the number 37, what, what it's meant to me, you know, obviously it's been my Jersey number and that was awesome like just having my own kind of identity um i enjoyed that like because there were other 37s on the team in fact one of my good friends jj jones he he had the number 37 as well but he was on offense i was on defense you know that's the way it works in college there's just so many people that i mean you kind of have to duplicate numbers but to me i really I like the number 37 and I'm always going to like it. Um, But yeah, let's, let's kind of dive into what 37 means. Okay. So the number 37 has some meaning to it. And I want to tell you guys, it symbolizes exploration Creativity, independence, self-determination, and self-expression. To me, I feel like I encompass all those things. I really do. So, like, I didn't really know this when I chose the number 37. But looking back on it, it's like, now I know why I was destined to have that number. You know? So, it's very special to me. Um, The number 37 is a very creative and independent number. Its essence is independence. I've always kind of been an independent type of person, I feel like. Yes, I do rely on others and I need others in my life, but I know at the end of the day, it's it's just me. You know, I got to take care of myself. But another thing that I'm reading about the number 37 is it says people enjoy exploring new locations, new ideas, things, methods. They enjoy finding loopholes and established systems. They are always searching for new and better ways to do things. I feel like I'm just like talking about myself, really. These people are doers. They do things that need to be done with joy of accomplishment, and they do them in their own unique way. They are so independent that they don't mind being alone. They don't like others meddling in their things. They enjoy fun and creative activities. So let's just jump into the first topic today based on that last thing that I read to you. 
I want you to be a doer. I want you to say yes more and watch what happens. My life has completely changed as a result of this. I've met new people. I've made new discoveries. I've just had so much more life since I did this. Since I became more of a doer instead of a watcher. You can sit back and watch everybody else climb up the mountaintop. Or you can climb up the mountaintop. Which one are you going to do? For a long time, I felt like I was kind of sitting there watching. In the last year or so, I feel like I've made huge growth in that area. And it started with a simple mindset shift of I'm going to do more and I'm going to say yes more. And it's led me to so much more in life, so much more experience, so many more people. And I'm grateful for it. And I want you to try that. I think you being able to do more in your life is only going to open up your life more to more opportunities, more experience. And I feel like that's what we're all after, really. I don't know where you're at in your life right now. I don't know who listens to my podcast specifically. But wherever you are, whoever you are, you can do more and you can say yes more to things. And just watch what happens. I'm not saying take it to an extreme, okay? If you guys have seen the movie Yes Man, that movie is crazy. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Yes, he says yes to almost every. He says yes to everything. And his life does change completely. But there's got to be, you know, a little bit of... You can't say yes to everything, okay? Because that's just crazy. That's absolutely insane. But say yes more. Those times when you want to say yes, but you're like, hey, I'm too too afraid, I'm too shy. Just do it. Just do it. Do random spontaneous things in your life and see what happens. I'm telling you, it'd be great for you and your growth. And that's what we all want. I want to grow. I want people to grow from you listening to this podcast. Maybe if they take away one little bit of information, you know, I'm doing my part. So please. Be a doer, say yes more. All right, let's go on to topic number two. Choices. Make the right one. Be honest. You know what the right thing to do is. We all do. So why don't we always do the right thing? Well, we're imperfect. We're human. We make mistakes. But we're able to choose. So more often than not, let's make that right choice. We tro- we totally know what the right choices are for the most part. Sometimes sometimes you may not know what the right thing to do is. And that's okay. But there's a lot of situations we know what the right choice is, but we might make the bad choice because you know, there's temptation there. There's something else that we're seeking. Okay, but I think making the right choices is going to lead you down a path of more more really you're gonna you're gonna thank yourself later and honestly having like transparency with yourself that leads to growth like wholesome organic true growth like if you're honest with yourself you're gonna grow much more quicker than if you're lying to yourself all the time and making excuses for making wrong choices and the bad choices so 
hey, we all got our lives to live. We all get choices to make. I know I've talked about this before, but let's try to make the right choices in any given situation. And honestly, if it just takes you before making a decision, just take a minute, a few seconds, and just run it through your head. Just run it through your head. A few seconds is all it takes. You don't have to analyze every which way for hours upon a time. Just take a few seconds, figure things out, make the right choice. But hey, say you make that choice and it ends up being the wrong choice. Don't lose sleep over it because we make choices, things happen, we have to react to what happens. We have to move on. Say it turns out to be a bad choice. Okay, move on. Make the next choice. Sound good? All right, guys, I want to get into my last topic. And this is a this is a tough one, okay? So my dad's birthday is today. It's February 11th of 1967. He would have been 53 years old today. So on the 37th episode, it's just weird how this is all working out um, timing-wise because I don't know if if I've told my story on the podcast. I think I did. But, you know, the day I reported to fall camp when I first was able to join the Oregon Ducks football team was, you know, the anniversary of my dad's death. And now I'm doing this podcast and I'm on my 37th episode, which is a very special number to me. And it turned out to land on my dad's birthday. So, you know, greater power, whatever you believe in, you know, something's strange about how things work out. But the third topic today is I just wanted to talk about my dad, man. And I wanted to share kind of my last memories of my father with you guys and just kind of go through what happened you know, the last day or so that he was with me. And, you know, my dad really was a role model for me. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't, but I looked up to the man and I learned a lot from him at a young age. So I was 15 years old when my dad passed. And I just want to tell you what happened. Okay, so it was summertime. It was summertime in August in the state of Idaho. And, you know, dad wanted to go on a fishing trip. And me and him used to fish all the time. And I don't really fish anymore because it hurts me. But I still enjoy it. But, like, you know, I just don't do it as much anymore. Because, you know, that was kind of a sacred thing between me and my dad. But... It is what it is. Dad wanted to go fishing. So we ended up going on a fishing trip and it was going to be an all nighter. And so we drove, I don't even know how, how far away from home. It was a few hours away from home and we fished all day. We caught a bunch of fish, just had a good time talking to them. You know, I was getting ready to go into my sophomore year of high school and you know, I had plans for sports and all sorts of things. And, you know, my dad was excited to watch me develop into a young man and uh, be there 
be a part of all of it. And we had talked about moving back to Oregon to just give me more opportunity. And my dad kind of wanted a fresh start somewhere else too. Um, So we talked a lot about that, you know, and kind of what was going to happen in the future for us. And Oregon was a destination that it, it was home. I mean, from the time I was like one till I was five, I lived in Oregon, you know, and then we moved over to Idaho after that. But, you know, Oregon was home for my dad too. It's where he grew up. And so he wanted to go back. Anyways, we fished that whole day, ended up, you know, getting dark and dad was like, yeah, we're not going to get a hotel or anything. We're just going to sleep in the back of the truck. Like we'll just camp out. So me and my dad, we slept in the back of his truck at the time. And I just remember it was a freaking just one of those nights where all the stars were out, you know, clear sky. I remember me and my dad just sitting out on the tailgate of the truck talking, you know, about life, just father-son time, and uh, it was a great conversation. You know, he was telling me about this new woman that he had met that he kind of liked and had, you know, eyes for, and, you know, I told him about all the girls that I liked as as a freshman or whatever, and, you know, we just talked about life and sports sports was huge for me and my dad we connected on that at every level you know he raised me to love sports and to be an athlete really so we talked a lot about that and I remember my grandma actually called during this conversation and she talked to my dad for a long time on the phone you know it's just kind of weird the way things worked it's like everybody kind of got to have their last conversation with him and uh you know we we fell asleep after talking into the late night hours and uh, woke up that morning the next day and dad was like, yeah, let's let's fish on the way back. We'll stop at some holes. And so we were driving back and stopping and, you know, he just kind of was like telling me that he started to get this pain in his chest and I didn't understand it. But I had my permit at the time. I didn't have a driver's license. I had my permit, but I could drive with him. So he, you know, he asked me to drive drive the truck a couple times because he wasn't feeling good. So I switched with dad and I drove for a bit. And then he was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm feeling better. So I'll drive again. And then he, he stopped again and he was like, I, I really don't feel good. And we started to pray and stuff about what was going on. And you know, he got back in the truck and was like, oh, I'll just drive. I'll, I'll push through. So he drove, got to this town called Soda Springs and he stopped again. He was sweating bullets and just, he didn't look good. And he's like, son, I want you to drive again. I don't feel good. So we get out to switch and this is, you know, tough, but he's walking back around the truck towards where the tailgate is and the canopy had a canopy and, uh, I I got out to switch with him and I'm walking back and we kind of meet at the back of the truck, you know, to switch. And, uh, I just see him there and something wasn't right. The look on his face just, uh, wasn't right. And he ended up falling on the ground and I mean, just, I don't, I, it's hard to, 
put into words what I saw and what was it going on, but I just remember screaming, you know, for help. And we were kind of parked by like a park in this town. Some people rushed over and, you know, my dad was like breathing, but it wasn't normal breathing. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure the moment that he left, I don't know if it was right away or in the ambulance, but anyways, they got an ambulance there and they took him in to the ambulance and, you know, I was left there, 15 year old kid. And the, the ambulance was like, you can follow us. So me at the time, I only had my permit. I got in the truck. I said, I'm following my dad. I got in the truck, followed the ambulance to the hospital. Just me. I'm crying the entire way. Like I'm just absolutely, my mind is racing and I'm just praying, you know, the my dad's going to be okay. And I just, you know, you're in shock. You don't even know like what's, what's really happening, but you know, it's not good. And I just felt, felt lost, man, as a kid. Like I was just a little kid, you know, I, I didn't know what was next. So I get to the hospital and, uh, they put me in this room and it was like a sunny day that day. They put me in this room with these these freaking blinds. And it's like, you know, the blinds are closed. Uh, it's like, you know, keeping the light out. <clears throat> and uh, I just remember sitting there staring at those blinds for what felt like hours. I don't know how long it was. But I just sat there forever. And... Uh, you know, the doctor came in and the doctor told me, hey, he's not going to make it. He's, he didn't make it. And, uh, you know, I just didn't even really know how to process that it, at the time. And obviously I was overcome with emotion, but I just remember continuously staring at those blinds and the doctor left the room. They called somebody to come down to the hospital to be with me some social worker or whatever and I just remember staring at those blinds and you know trying to process that I was now a 15 year old kid without my father who was my best friend and I felt so hopeless and scared and alone and I didn't know what was next and then out of nowhere this light just came seeping in through the, the blinds like just <laughs> you had to be there to really understand what I'm talking about but just light poured in through those blinds and I knew at that moment that everything was going to be okay I knew I was going to be fine I took it as a sign and I ran with that sign and I used that moment you know to fuel my fire all throughout the next years of my life you know and it was tough. It was tough losing my father. But, you know, everything happens and we have to react to things and we have to continue to move forward in our lives because your life is going to go on no matter who you lose or what you lose. And you have to do your best to stay on an upward trending trajectory, right? I could have chose after my dad passed away to just throw my life away 
sulk, be somebody who wanted to go to drugs and just, you know, do bad things, whatever. I took it the very opposite. I took it and used it as motivation. And I still pull from that to this day. I'm 25 years old right now, and I still pull from that. I still think about my father often. And, you know, some people may may respond differently to, to loss and tragedy, and that's okay. Um, but I think the best way is to just use it. Use it. Because I used it. And I think I got a lot out of it. You know, my life was completely different after that moment. And it's been different. And I've done things that I believe my dad would be proud of me. Which is what I always thought about. Like, what would my father think? I just, you know, you wish you could have a conversation with them. And just talk about life and what everything that's happened. You know, but you can't. You can, but you can't. But anyways, it's just... That was a tough, tough moment for me in my life, but it was one that I'll never forget, you know, and his birthday being today, just, you know, I wanted to honor him in any way that I could. And this, this podcast, it's been great for me, you know, just being more of a quiet dude and trying to be more vocal, share more of what I, what's inside of me. And so you know, rest in peace, dad. I love you, man. And happy birthday. 53, 53 years old, man. (laughs) Oh man. I wish I could, you know, just crack a beer open with the guy and, uh, talk stories. But anyways, the overall point of this story and me sharing is really like my father was a role model and they're important we really do model our own lives after those that we watch diligently. Like not everyone has a positive role model either. So be grateful if you do have one and recognize it. And if you don't have a positive role model, don't give up hope because there are plenty of amazing people that you can kind of claim as your own. They they don't necessarily have to be family. You can take successful people that you see that are doing life the right way Make them your role model. You know, look up to them and take what they're doing. I've seen it. I've seen people do this. They don't necessarily have to be somebody that you know personally. So I just wanted to pass that along to you guys. You can get valuable life learning lessons from other people that are strangers. You really can. They can be your role models too. But... If you are a role model, continue to be one, you know, and you never know who is going to be looking up to you. You never know who's going to be looking up to you. So that's why we have to make these choices, man. We got to make the right choices and we got to do more. We got to say yes more so we can go out and explore this crazy world that we got, you know? All right, guys, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. I told you in the beginning it was going to be a super long one um, just because I wanted it to be special. Number 37 means something to me, and hopefully you got something out of this episode. Um, 
just kind of tough one to do, at least the last part for me. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, I appreciate you listening. If you guys could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great for the growth of the podcast. You guys can always follow me on Instagram at mansmm. You can DM me there, chat about life, growing, whatever's going on. I'm open to that. All right, guys, until next time, catch you guys later.